Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, my good friend, Jim Stam. And aren't you proud of me, Jim, that I didn't say welcome to the H2P podcast like I screwed up and said the Pirates Fan Forum when I was doing <laughs> that show last week. <laughs> Gary, Gary, I don't want to have to be the one to tell you this, but we're both getting old and senile, so um, expect <laughs> more of that in the future. I have my hands in too many pies right now yeah so i i just gotta like i mean i don't know if you've noticed but i have just been going buck nuts writing this week so you have i mean just piling through stuff so we you know we have a lot of material for this show we want to talk about the starting rotation a little bit today pirates fest bs that took place (laughs) you know we'll work our way through that um and then you got a poll question out there that got some buzz and some good answers and I'm excited to talk about that. We were supposed to have our buddy James Littleton on, but unfortunately, he's done come down with the Rona. So we're hoping that uh, get better, James. Yeah, we'll we'll get back around to you, buddy. Yeah, but James certainly, certainly wanted to be on. So we talked all week. He was so excited about the subjects and everything, too. So. You know, uh, I just wanted to hear his take on Pirates Fest. That's really all I was waiting for. So, yeah, I mean, he already threatened to come down and infect the management team with COVID. But, uh, you know, I think he's thought better of it. So um, we'll, we'll hope that he gets better. And uh, the reason I wanted to have James on this week is because when you told me the poll question, I was like, oh, my. That fits so perfectly with James because he's one of the very few who all along this journey has said 2025 was the first time he was even going to start worrying about winning anything of significance. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to be like, are you still okay with it? (laughs) Yeah, because he's, he's been super patient and far more than I think I have been, but, um, he's always got this like uh he's 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 very pragmatic so yeah, it's right. just been interesting to hear what he had to say right so we'll anyways we'll do the best we can without him um before we get to the poll question though let's start with pirates fest because i think man that it set off like it set people off it really did it, it just it ticked some people off from the from the get-go First thing was the emails that went out and the people that went to the website and noticed that the pirates were now asking for questions in advance, as opposed to allowing people an opportunity to ask the questions directly. It's not unprecedented what they did. I think we've seen, uh, we've seen it backfire in other markets. Like Boston had a pretty bad experience last year, you know, um, having live Q and A's, uh, Detroit's didn't go too well last year. Um, and that, and they have a brand new GM who really had nothing to answer for yet. And he got grilled and raked over the coals, you know? So you can understand them thinking it's uncomfortable, but I don't know, Jim, damn it. I felt like they owed us a little bit. It's been a long time and this has been a long process. What was your thought initially? Initially, it made me think back to one of our other shows where I think, I don't, I, it, I think it was you, you actually said, well, maybe they'll just kind of let season ticket holders do the Q and a type deal. Um, yeah. That way maybe you get 
some easier questions and maybe uh, less aggressive from just the general public. Um, I didn't even think they'd do that. Not, it did. It doesn't surprise me. I will say this: like after thinking about it, I'm not sure how how you can pull that off. I, I think they should have done something, but I just don't know how you can pull it off and not have someone just stand up and and ask a crazy nonsensical question or three or four of them in a row. And doesn't that get awkward and weird too? Yeah, it does. And then Greg Brown, you know, in the past, he's done a good job of kind of like, you know, Hey, there's a lot of people that want to ask questions. Let's move it along, you know, wrap it up. Or he's helped them finish their point. Like if he felt like it was going to a, a non-pleasant way, he would, <laughs> Yeah. Would step yeah. in. A mo- the moderator has to do a good job in those. Yeah, and he and sure. he does. He he is a professional and he's very good at that stuff. He really is. And he he's been he's been operating this side of things for the pirates for a very long time. And he he can smell it going negative quick and he always adjusts. So oh, yeah, he it worked out fine. I mean, when I thought about it a little more, I thought, okay, and I I mean, I, I wrote a piece about it late last night. I was like, I worked my way through the anger and I just thought to myself, you know, if you got the opportunity, you were going to ask them things that, you know, you felt were respectful anyway, me anyway, I'm talking for myself. So what's to stop me from submitting all my questions in any way and hoping they answer one. Right. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, Jim, I want answers. I don't want confrontation. I want, and I want to ask right. things I think they should be willing to answer. I'm not trying to pin them or gotcha or anything. Yeah. I don't want you to tell me how much money you make to the dime. You're not going to tell me. Right. Yeah. I, maybe I'm just thinking through it as we're talking. Yeah. You know, even something as simple as just saying, hey, look, we want everyone to get their their questions in. We're not just going to pick the easy ones, okay? Like sure. just say that. Just and then and then show up and then attempt to answer some of the ones that even whatever that is, whatever ones you pick, but don't just take the softball questions. And, right. and like, help and say that to people like say this is just so we can keep this moving, but we're we're not going to not we're going to make sure we answer a lot of questions, even if they're tough ones, and we're going to attempt to do that, whether they will or not, but just communicate it a little better as I get, or, right. or, or present it a little better. Maybe challenge yourself. I yeah. think that's all. I think that's all we were asking for is just challenge yourself a little bit challenge that, that, that you can actually handle answering some things that I don't know, maybe you don't normally talk about or I, I have a whole list of them. I came up with, it wasn't that hard. We'll throw throw a couple of them out there. Like for, for Ben Charrington, for instance, like I just want to know, like, has the organization provided you with everything you felt you agreed to have access to since you got hired? I'm not asking them for the amount. I'm not asking for a magic number. I don't want to know the payroll figure in 2026. Yeah. I just want to know, do you feel like you've gotten everything you've asked for? Because if that's the case, then okay, he agreed. This is his plan. That's what he's doing. So be it. I get it. That's the way it's going to be. Bob's not preventing you from doing anything. At least you're telling me that on the record. 
that's the kind of thing I'd like to have just so that when I frame things or I try to figure out what they're doing, I have some kind of frame of reference that I at least know that's a plot line right there. Ben and, Charrington and, says he's gotten what he's asked for. Right. And let's be honest. They're, they're good at answering things by not answering them. So we might not get much sure. out of it, but you at least can ask it. They at least have to answer it. It's no different than what reporters do at times. They already know what the answers are going to be, right. but you, you still have to ask them and they should still have to take those questions. I know? agree with you. It, I think like almost just like in court, you know, you can plead the fifth if you want, and that makes you look a certain kind of way. Right. I mean, it, it, it technically doesn't make you guilty, but it sure makes you look guilty, doesn't it? It makes you feel guilty. So yeah. if you want to be evasive about answering something pretty simple, and I like we ain't going to pick up on that. We're going to know. Right. You're right. You, and you, that's just it. Well, do you want to take a break and we can get back into it? Because we, we should got, take a break. Yeah. I'll leave it with one final point here before we come back and, and wrap up Pirates Fest. I think one thing we all need to realize is this team long since forecasted and planned for our outrage. They accepted it as collateral damage way back when they decided to go on this path. So we're not going to shake them from it right now. It just isn't going to happen. No matter how mad your question is. Let's take a quick break, come back and talk about it a little more. DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Gary and Jim with you. And we talked a little bit about one aspect of the Pirates uh, festivities. (laughs) Not going exactly perfectly. And we can get back into some of those maybe at the end of the show. We'll talk about some other questions that we'd like to see answered. Something like that. Yeah. See what kind of time we have. But the other side of this thing was the autograph sessions, right? They opened the autograph sessions. First, they floated out there. The kids are going to be able to get autographs. Then they put out like that. You had to sign up for tickets, which very clearly I have to state. I've been to a few of these things. I'm not an autograph person. I completely understand wanting to have people register to get into these sessions because they're it, you you stand to make a lot more people angry if you cut it off and there's 60 people in line still than you do cutting it off before you get there. Okay. It is, it is imp- whatever we're talking about. It is impossible to pull something like this off without pissing somebody off, by the way. Sure. So let's just sure. get that out there. That said, they left it hanging out there. Like our kids part of this, like for quite some time. <laughs> I mean, and you yeah. know, that was important to you. You're bringing Ben and, and you're not the only one bringing their kid. There's some people that I read bringing their kid all the way from across the state or Ohio or, 
and they don't want their kids being disappointed. As it is, they weren't able to sign up for things, so it's still kind of out there how much you're going to actually be able to drag your kid to. Sounds like they're going to get to see something, but maybe not the, the player they particularly wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, there's. you would think, like, this is kind of funny. I mean, it's supposed to be this this fun thing for everybody, and it's finally back. And, you know, it's like a college team storming out of, like, out of the tunnel and then falling all over one another with the smoke going off and the, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like like it just goes disastrous right away and i can't you know it, it it is the pirates but i just feel like you know you take there was there was the q and a stuff and then there was the autographs and then no one could get them and then turns out it was like the season ticket holders that got them and then it turns out that like um Kids can get free autographs, but there was some confusion about that because of how it came out. And now it turns out like kids can get autographs, but yeah, I hope you're not, <laughs> I hope you didn't want O'Neill Cruz and really hope you like Ryan, Bar- <laughs> Ryan Baraki because that's, that's probably what you're going to get. It's like, it, it's, it's, huh. It's just hard to believe that they can um, kind of doink it up like this on something that's supposed to be enjoyable like that it's back in the first we're talking we're talking the stuff they can control not the stuff they can't control like they can't control that the Steelers got flexed to Saturday they can't can't control that we're going to get like snowmageddon even though it's probably going to be rain 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 mageddon yeah Yeah. like so there's all this going on it's crazy right it's some of it's their fault some of it's not their fault Regardless, it's the first time back, and the first thing that pops into my head sometimes when I'm thinking about it, Jim, is I think I see why they didn't do it last year. I mean, like, <laughs> this uh, is with them having planned it for a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. imagine and, had they not planned it. And I don't want to spend too much time on Pirates Fest, but, you know, I, I will say this. Like, maybe they could have done something where – they 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 reserved the majority for season ticket holders if they wanted them, but then at least left something for like the other fans that wanted to, to, to maybe even a chance to get tickets. And by all means, in my opinion, like take care of the kids, make sure they're taken care of. It's the same as going to like a baseball game. If you're one of the jerks that takes a foul ball from a kid, like Matt, Gary, is there anything better than being a kid and like catching a foul ball, getting an autograph from your favorite player? Like as a, as a, as a boy growing up in this country and going to baseball games, wasn't that one of like the coolest, most magical things you could have happen? Like let's make sure that's taken care of first. It it does make sense. You got to take care of the next generation. And I said, I was going to wait to probably jump back into the questions, but the only one I wrote for Travis Williams was about season ticket holders. It was season ticket holders are the lifeblood of a franchise, but creating them should be too. Do the Pirates do enough to show non-season ticket holders a look at what it might be like behind the curtain? In other words, the reason that you want to ride in first class when you get on an airplane is because you can see beyond that curtain just long enough to know that they're a lot more comfy than you are. (laughs) 
They always leave that curtain open until they serve the drinks on those fancy cups and trays before they close it abruptly right in your face. It's the same kind of thing. You need to, if you're trying to lure people into season tickets, you and I talked last week about why we're resistant to it, right? We like to bounce around and everything. I, I mean, I, I now know after that, because I was reached out to by a ticket representative <laughs> after listening to our show, you can get ticket plans that bounce you around the stadium if you like. Really? I didn't know that. I will work with you on that. I didn't know that. Why do I know that? Because I have a show and I talked about it. Most fans don't have a show. You know, believe it or not, I know we have 8,000 here in Pittsburgh, but like most fans don't have a show. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do they find out about that stuff? I don't think that the Pirates do a very good job of, for instance, how was I to know that buying season tickets would have gotten me into something exclusive that I might want here at Pirates Fest until two days ago? And by then, is it not too late for me to react to it and get involved? It, it listen i think that ends up happening at a lot of and a lot of organizations a lot of companies businesses whatever is like you just assume that everybody kind of knows what you know and we don't do a good enough job of explaining that to 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 people so i think that's the 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 uh, point you're trying to get across which is Man, you've got to you've got to overly communicate with people and quit assuming that they know anything because how how would you most of the time? Right. You know, I, just, I think we make that mistake a lot. I think we just assume like, oh, well, there's these diehard fans and there's these. I mean, I think you got to admit a couple things, man. First, the the fans you do have, you're selling to seagulls when you do all this extra stuff. They're here for legacy. You've clearly displayed that. It, you can't possibly piss them off enough. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. Like they're not going anywhere, at least not in droves. Okay. So I get like keeping them happy. But again, I just think like extend the olive branch every once in a while, especially when they're lagging and you want to get more, extend the olive branch a little bit to show the non season ticket holders what you might get out of that and explain to them that. You don't necessarily mean you got to buy an 82 game package or, you know, yeah, you can get a 20 game package and get these benefits or a 40 gets you these like throw in a luxury box night for anybody that gets 20 game package or something. Right. Do something to, to make us feel like it would be a bargain to do. And I think like the penguins do a better job of that. You know, like we see them, we're like, Hey, Sidney Crosby might just deliver your season tickets to your house. Yeah. You know, like cool stuff like that. Someone mentioned in a, in one of the threads the other day, which was like, and I forgot all about this is like, Hey, can we not do something where like, there's a time for players to sign. There's a day at the ballpark where it's going to be like player autographs day where you make sure, you know, you can get some fans down there and make sure that they have, ticket or not tickets but get get a chance to s- take pictures or get autographs like throughout the season you could do yeah. that once or twice make that for the fans make it make something exclusive for season ticket holders like i, I just you know there's some world work that i think that they need to do and could be doing that um they don't do yeah it's just a thought i mean i i'm certainly not 
an expert in the business uh, of expanding season ticket sales in baseball. Okay. I just think as a fan, I know what would reach me and explaining the benefits to me is, is usually what, what will get me and making me see what I'm missing out on, but giving me enough time to adjust to it. Mm-hmm. I think you'll probably hook me. Right. Once and- I've missed that opportunity, I'm okay. Just missing the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can live at that point where, you yeah. know, you'll survive. I literally, it's so funny. You mentioned about that season ticket thing where you could kind of bounce around the park, which by the way, is, is a really good idea is that I was literally last night having this conversation with Ben and he was asking about how the season tickets work. And I said, well, buddy, we like to like sit around the ballpark and you like to be able to you know, see different people and play in different areas and whatever. And here's me doing this. I don't even know that. What's that tell what's that tell you? It just tells me that they have work to do. That's all I mean. And I just think it's something that we should, if they answer a question like that, you know, that that has been proposed. Okay. I'll feel pretty good about this thing. Cause I don't think that that's something that they should be afraid to try to tackle or answer. And, my, and I'm afraid their answer would come across to me as double talk, and and, and it shouldn't, because there's nothing to dance around there. Right. There's pretty much like, yeah, we could always do better. Here's a couple ideas we have, or, you know, maybe even like, hey, let's start, we should start some kind of dialogue to understand what types of things would reach people better. You know, here's, let's, we're going to create a community forum or something. Do something yeah. like that. You know, like, I, I don't know. We've probably complained about this enough, and you have a great yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, hey, Pirates Fest hasn't been here in a long time, um, so you know, um, I'll, it'll be interesting just to see the the tone of it and the tenor of it when when we're there. And by the way, we both will be there, and yeah. Um, so you know, if you're listening to this before, um, you know you head over there, we'll be there. And if not, we'll talk about it afterwards. So, Oh yeah. And I should say like early on here, find me at the show, at the show, at the, <laughs> if you can, I'm going to be shooting little videos with my phone. I, yep. I got a little semi pro set up here. You know, I kind of want to just record your reactions. Like, Hey, how do you feel about the upcoming season? And what do you think about the event? I'm not even sure how we're going to use them yet. We'll use them on the show somehow. So do that or record them yourself on your phone. You don't need me. It's not like I'm going to be like setting you up with the uh, T-ball questions or something. No. And, and, and we also, you know, um, we run into people that we end up deciding, Oh, that's a good person to have on the show. And uh, who knows, who knows where it goes. Right. Yeah. So send me a video at uh pirates fan forum at yahoo.com and, and we'll make sure it finds its way to the show. If it is clean enough, we must remember to keep our words under control, Jim. <laughs> Let's get to your poll question, my friend, because it's a big one. And we have a lot of comments, and I liked a lot of them. So let's read through them. Yeah. So, um, and this stems from, well, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, you asked me this question. And um, in our typical fashion, we just ask questions and we don't prepare each other for them. And I, it made me stop for a minute because I hadn't really given it a lot of thought. And so I pretty much just asked the same question to everybody. And I said, do you believe the pirates are better, worse, or about the same as last season, given their off season to date? Feel free to comment as to your reasoning. So 
really good response, got about 400 votes. And um, I got to tell you, sometimes these surprise me, Gary. This one, I think, went more in line with what I thought I might see. Um, 56% of the 400 votes said about the same. They feel like this team is probably, um, through addition and subtraction, kind of just right. kind of treading water. Um, better was 24%. People saw better. And worse came in at 20%. So the better and worse kind of e evened each other out, crowd. Um, Wilbert what do you would make like to know where the poll was listed, Wilbert, on Twitter, my friend? Yeah, yeah. If you just go to um, I don't or know, X, just, whatever we're calling it. Yeah, yeah, Wilbert, you can find it. Matter of fact, I think it just ended. But yeah. So, anyways, what do you think, Gary? What do you think about the results? Uh, the results don't shock me. Um, that's about where I where I feel it is. I, I'm I'm borderline better about the same, and I, I you know so I think I fit into that roughly seventy five to eighty percent of of people, you know, and uh, I mean yeah, I, right now I think they they have put a product together that looks about the same or better, but just slightly better, and yeah. and the better. <laughs> It's kind of banking on an awful lot of improvement by a lot of people. I think it's cool. It's, it's, and maybe they have said that part. We just don't want to hear it is, is that they're counting on a lot of this from internal. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've stated it. Their actions have, have shown it um, as we sit here today. Uh, still waiting on something else to happen. So clearly, clearly they're, they're expecting Henry Davis to take a big step this year. They're expecting, um, you know, guys like Piguero to improve. They're, they're, the Andy thing really, I think, does hurt. But clearly they are still expecting, and they're expecting some pitching still to come. Yeah, and O'Neill Cruz returning, I think. That was a pretty constant theme in most of the comments that, that came up underneath this poll that I saw, at least, was if there was positivity, man, it just felt like it was mostly always about O'Neill Cruz, you know, and that's great. Um, I think that's probably where our heads went, too. We both kind of talked about him kind of evening things out from based based on what they lost, but I, I still can't get past the pitching staff. It, mm -hmm. The starting rotation in particular, it's not ready for prime time. It just isn't. And I think if, if left untouched and they just went with what they have in kids this year, I think by the end of the year, we'd probably be pretty happy with the rotation. I do. But I don't think the record would be much better than it is right now. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, I mean, like, and even some of the comments we got, it was either, you know, it was either Cruz or the pitching, right? Like, that's kind of where these people's line of thought was. Um, so I'll just, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I'll read a couple comments. Jack Micah said, better with Cruz back, three starters versus two at the end of last year. Kids a bit more experienced. Still not good unless lots comes lots come together, uh, but still better and maybe more to come. 
So yeah, fair. Uh, Bob Straza said worse, mainly because the Oviedo and Andy injuries, even with O'Neill healthy for the start of the season. This part, let me know what you think about this. Perez slash Gonzalez isn't any better than Hill slash Velasquez. Oliveris isn't any better than Joe. And at least G-Man Choi had multiple good years in Tampa Bay and as athletic. I think he, I think that, I think the longer uh, Bob talked there, it, it went a little more sideways. But tell me, Perez Gonzalez, yeah. Hill, Hill Velasquez. Yeah, I see that about the same. You know, if anything, I think uh, Perez has a better track record than Velasquez did coming in. Um, I think a lot of people have conveniently forgotten how upset they were that Vinny was our guy. Um, because and now he seems like some just unbelievably blissfully thought of pitcher that, <laughs> that everybody of course loved as a starter and can't wait to have him back. And, it, it to me just floors me a little bit. It really does. It's funny how that that definitely changed. And and here's the thing about Velasquez is there was a lot, a lot of season left. Like there was, there were a lot of starts that still had to be made. Yeah. And he could have easily, hey, he could have, he could have duplicated it in the second half. But he also could have reverted back to a form you go, uh, maybe he's not really yeah. going to be a starter. Right. And he could have done that last season. <laughs> we just didn't get the opportunity because he got hurt. We got to hit some of these comments here because they're coming in pretty fast about this. Uh, does anyone know how O'Neill Cruz looks yet on that ankle? Mark Lancaster. Derek Shelton mentioned that he saw him in the batting cage and it made him smile. I will assume that his ankle is attached and functioning. If it made him smile to see him swing a baseball bat and everybody that I've talked to anywhere near his inner circle um, has said he's fine. Um, the team management has said he seems healthy. Looks like he's doing well. He's up on all of his baseball activities. I, I haven't heard fully healthy for spring. So I haven't heard one, one whisper of anything wrong there. Yeah. And, and I just think, uh, for a lot of reasons, one of them being it looks like he's walking on Andrew McCutcheon's upturned baseball bats instead of, you know, shins. Um, he just is going to look like somebody that's going to snap in half if Bo Jackson happens to be nearby. <laughs> so until he adds some bulk, he's always going to look like somebody that, that could hurt himself pretty easy. I, I mean, before he got hurt, I was worried about him getting hurt. Yeah. So I don't expect to not be worried this year. I think but, I think it comes. It was a freak play, a freak injury. I I I really don't think we're going to be. I, I really don't think it's going to be any kind of an issue, Gary. <laughs> I mean, I heard I had some comments uh, telling me that he was definitely going to uh, have to learn how to slide and. It just made, I, I think I wrote something like uh, the people that think like that probably asked for crowns at the Olive Garden to entertain them till the salad shows up so they don't get fussy. Like, <laughs> it's, 
It's a little bit ridiculous. It really is. Let's read some more here. Ryan Lytle. He said he voted for about the same. Added some players. Nobody that wows you. I just don't trust the coaching staff to fix the players that need it. And Ryan, that right there is something that, boy, we've got to learn this year, right? You can't go into another year with poor results at the plate like we've seen. The offense has been historically woeful. And now you can't with a straight face look me in the eye and tell me you want to keep your job and the talent still isn't good enough and the coaching is still not to blame. Something's got to give, and it will be the coaching because it's a lot easier to replace than the than the talent. So this is a proving ground for them this year. Especially here. You can replace coaches far more easily than you can bring in better players, which, by the way, part of my argument against what uh, not against, but uh, devil's advocate is, is you got to make sure you have better players, too. Um, So it's it's not just as simple as uh, coaches need to fix everything because you better have some you better have some guys that can actually do some things on their own right um i will let me let me just go one more comment i think this is a good one this is from hc joe regarding the poll and he said they will be about the same because this season like all the others has too many ifs right now the starting rotation is complete incomplete and the bullpen is thin. Eh, I don't know about that part, Joe. Uh, We know injury is a fact of life with pitchers. There's still a lot of work to be done in season five of this rebuild. The one thing I will say about where I do think Joe is right is even some of the things we're maybe starting to depend on have some ifs to them. Do they not? We've got O'Neill Cruz. Great, he's back. What's that going to look like? Keep Brian Hayes. Hey, he looked like a different ball player second half of last year. Is that going to be repeatable at the plate? Does Jack Swinski, big power guy, made a lot of good, made a lot of good improvements as the season went on. Is he going to take the next step forward? Yeah, so it's just, is Henry Davis going to be able to take the next step forward offensively? How's he going to look at catcher? So, yeah, there's a lot of ifs. There is. Yeah, there's always going to be when you get to this point. I mean, you don't have a full youth movement and not have any questions. And all along this process, I mean, you know, Jim, I've always posed it as questions that need answered. I always have gone into every season with a list of questions that needed answered. And I feel like every year they chip off a couple, you know, uh, like Brian Reynolds. I think they answered some things there. Like, yeah, we are going to do some more extensions. We are going, you know, so I think we learned something there. I think right. we learned about Hayes. He does have more offensive potential than than he's maybe shown as the season went on. I think we, we kind of learned, okay, yeah, maybe maybe this is something more than just this gold glove guy we whine about every year. Yeah, you know, we didn't get to learn about O'Neill Cruz, so my list, like, ugh, I have to bring it back this year, right? Henry Davis, I didn't like what I learned, and I didn't think I saw enough to actually learn as much as I needed to. Yeah, <laughs> because they didn't well, force me to action. I think they should have last year to avoid this being a subject right now, right? And so maybe some of the ifs are better ifs, yeah, and that's that that's you know that's good. But 
you know, there's still, uh, and I know we're going to get into it is the pitching you know, the pitching staff is, is some of the biggest ifs. Right. And we're going to talk about the pitching staff here in just a few minutes, but I think I want to just play one, do one more comment here because I like this one from Welbert. DK seemed pretty hard on this issue, but I see it clearly better. Uh, Hayes hitting, Cruz back, Hedges not here, bullpen very strong, Keller betters, signed lefty starter, but we can't be done. Yeah, well, I mean, if you felt as good as you wanted to set out pretending you felt, then you wouldn't have said we can't be done at the end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because clearly they have a lot more work to do over it. I think is, is probably why you're getting that kind of, you know, angle from DK. I mean, he's telling you how he feels to watch a lot of baseball too. I, I don't always agree with, with where he goes with, with every opinion on baseball, but it's everybody has a different opinion of where this should be right this second. I personally think that, this is probably around where they thought they'd be. I think they probably thought they'd be a little further along on pitching. And I don't think they had a good enough backup plan for that eventuality, not playing out. So, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. And I don't think that they they have the resources to correct it like in stride. I just don't. No, no, that's the, and, and, and the other part about this is, and I should have gotten to that comment and I didn't save it. So whoever said this and mentioned it, it was about, you know, you got to pay attention to what went on in the division too, right? Because they had off seasons as well. Sure. So, um, you know, whether or not you feel the Pirates are in better shape, well, how about the Cardinals? How about the Reds? You know, what do you think of those teams? Because they were more active than most. And um, uh, the Cubs seemed like they're interested. And uh, the Brewers, I don't know what they're doing. But, again, you have to pay attention to how the division went, too. I think that's a big part of it that we tend to forget. I totally agree, man. Um, Let's take that quick break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the pitching staff as it stands. Because I do think that... We're all getting caught up in the number that we need and and just holding super firm to it and maybe losing sight of they do got some stuff we need to kind of work through, too. Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I forget who asked the question, and I lost it in here, so I apologize, but I remember the question. And it was basically, is the pitching market 
going to ruin the chances of extending Mitch Keller. And, and Jim, I do think Mitch Keller being extended is where we need to start this conversation. Uh, Harrison, Harrison Boyd said that Gary. Thank you, sir. Um, so Harrison Boyd, thank you for that. Um, it's a great question and, and something that I've been thinking about too. I was just reading today about the deal that Chris sale got, um, with Atlanta after being traded from Boston. Okay. Now, first of all, I wanted to bring this up because Atlanta's not just doing a good job of, of developing and drafting and locking up their team. Atlanta's doing a great job at being creative. They really are. This is deal. Okay. I personally think Chris sale is probably a mistake. <laughs> like I don't, I don't trust him to stay healthy and really help the Braves any more than I think they trusted Mike Soroka, who they traded away. So I'm not sure I see it, but hey, that's what they chose to do, right? They worked this deal out, so Boston essentially is paying for him this year. He's free. He's yeah. not even going to hit their payroll. In fact, they make a million dollars on the deal. And they gave up a top prospect that they don't need, who kind of fluttered a little bit upon getting caught up in the first place. Not unlike a Nick Gonzalez, being really honest with you. That's kind of the level. That sort of guy, number one pick, top guy, you know, they moved him to Boston. Boston will do okay with him. He's a decent player. They got Chris Sale now. They work out this extension. So, like, he's basically free this year, and they've got control of him for an extra year if he works out. It's not, it's not going to hurt them either way. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Smart. This is, this is um, the, the, these are the, look, Atlanta is maybe not the best example because they've done a hell of a job of putting themselves. But I bring team. it up because of the, of his market, man. Right. 38 you know, million well, for two years for a guy that has barely pitched. Yeah. And like, I happen I happen to think it's not a great idea. I don't know how much you can count on him to be healthy. But why not? You don't. You, you, they don't have much to lose. I don't. I don't trust that he's going to do well. But I bring it up for the market mm-hmm. because that's a pitcher that has just not thrown the baseball much in like three years, and thirty-eight million over two years is an awful lot of money. It's all based on reputation. But what do you think Mitch Keller is going to get in two years? Don't you think he knows? I mean, like, if they don't get this done, I just need to explain to you what's going to (laughs) happen. Okay? Mitch Keller is going to go into free agency in 2026. Now, if the Pirates let him just go into free agency, you're going to be asking this team, this team, to give him a qualifying offer that might approach $20 million (laughs) in order to get a comp pick. They're not going to do that. So you either get this kid extended or you trade him sometime in 2025 and imagine trying to sell your fan base on the first time their team is legitimately competing for a wild card in the division, probably if everything goes right, that you're going to trade your ace. 
Now you hope that's Paul Skeens. Oh boy, that would be great. If all these guys evolve and you just have populated your rotation with all these pitchers and, and Mitch Keller becomes expendable. I don't see it. That is not the way pitching goes. You've worked really hard to get this guy and they can't swing and miss on Mitch Keller because they have utterly failed up until this point to put anything else around him. And I don't give them credit for Johan Oviedo, even though he got hurt because he still was a question mark going into 2024 to a degree. Yeah. He was one of the better ifs that you might feel better about. Don't get me wrong. I'd put him ahead of Perez or Gonzalez, but still he's had a, Three quarters of a good season. Yeah. <laughs> like, and was still very up and down at times. So, um, look, this is this is always my complaint with the Pirates is, is they could have been proactive here. And you know what? It has saved them some money. And I, I would have thought, if anything, that would have been the impetus to get a deal done a year ago. Yeah, well, we talked about it then. But at that point, Jim, even even for us, we were a little queasy about it because he hadn't really put down what you want. You know, you didn't really know what could happen. Now, had they done it, you probably get him locked down to a pretty sweetheart, like four or five starter type deal. And you're paying that kind of money for somebody that's a one or two. Right. So that's why you take the risk. We always talk about risk averse with this team. Risk averse cost money in baseball. You have, I mean, and it costs money to be wrong too. Uh-huh. But man, if you don't play, you never win. Well, it, right. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you can't, if you can't take a guy like Mitch Keller and get him signed that you have brought up and developed and took a long time to do it. And he's not going to command Garrett Cole money. If you can't get this type of pitcher signed in Pittsburgh or won't, who are they? Who, who would it ever be? Uh, I can't think of, of a player that has been given more opportunity you know, we've talked about that like a lot. And I, I think like to a degree, you know, there's probably a bit of him that was grateful to the team for giving him a shot, you know, when he really wasn't earning it, didn't look good. But, you know, at some point you start getting closer to that pot of gold, you maybe run a little faster. He's only a yeah. couple years away from seeing what he can get on the market and look at the market. Look at the market, and you're fooling yourself if you don't think Mitch Keller is a top 15 pitcher in this league. You're fooling yourself. Well, he can get top 15 money, so it doesn't – regardless if he is or isn't, that's what he could get. Yeah. You know, so, you know, people want to debate whether he is or isn't. I don't – have your own opinion. Have your own opinions on that. I can just tell you what he's worth. Their only advantage is the two years of arbitration. This year, he's got $6 So if you offer to pay him double that, you know, this year, and then, you know, you figure next year, he probably would have gotten 12 or 13 in arbitration and you make sure that that's more. 
then you you kind of have a little bit of leverage to kind of keep it under control for a couple of years of his free agency. It's yeah, the only and- way it's going to get done, and you're going to have to pay more than you think. Yeah, you're going to have to pay more than you think. The market is the market. We we know what's going on. The only thing you have as a as 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 a um, card for the pirates is just saying, look, you know, we'll take we're we're taking the injury, uh, whatever. I, I just let's remove that from the equation. We'll. You work with us. We'll work with you. This is a fair number. We'll take care of you so you can be taken care of even if something bad happens. I would think, and I said this, Gary, um, recently, I said, I think if there was a reasonable deal on the table, I think Mitch Keller would take it. I think he certainly would have. Um, I think that's the place that he was in. I I just heard Jason Mackey on North Shore 9 last night talking a little bit about this subject and and he mentioned uh you know last year during the season they were actually close to getting it done and they all kind of backed away from it and figured out oh, we can just deal with this later and 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 you know here he was expecting it like pretty early this off season where they were both pretty amicable to it and now we're not hearing so much and maybe the tone's changing a little bit on getting that done and that to me jim i think will set this whole thing back. I mean, yeah. I really do. Uh, I think that that's asking a lot more out of this development system than I've seen. So yeah, now I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying, yeah, I would feel a lot better if we locked down something for sure. I, I absolutely agree. And the one thing I will say is from Mitch Keller side is, I, I, I would think that there would be something on their end where they don't want to push this two more years down the road. He goes out and has an arm injury at this juncture of things without having a long-term deal in place. That's got to be a scary thought. You know, not everybody's Shohei Otani and can still get. He's just watched JT Brubaker go through it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's a really, really critical juncture in Mitch Keller's career. This is what you. This is what you get your service time for, is it not? Like this, and yeah. you know, throwing another sixty starts on that when you're throwing like you are. I would think that there would be room there to get something done because I wouldn't want as a player to be waiting that long. I would want some security. I would think that too. I would also think that I don't think this is a player that you're going to get a hometown discount on. I just don't think a starting pitcher that I think is pretty commonly regarded as one of the better pitchers in the league right now. And he is again. I know the fans are loath to admit it. They've watched three years of him stink out loud before he turned into what he did. But I'm just begging you to get your arms around it. <laughs> One more year of proving it, and he's absolutely gone. He's Corbin Burns right then and there without the Cy Young. Yeah, that's the thing we're not talking about is, right? If Mitch Keller comes out this year, there's no deal in place. And Mitch Keller takes another step forward. Yeah. Bye. 
So anyways, that's the rotation uh, that, that we're starting with Mitch Keller. Okay. Mitch Keller. And we have them until yeah. 2026 unless they do something about it. Okay. Marco Gonzalez coming off a, sh- uh, you know, this nerve damage that, I mean, they've three sets of doctors now have cleared him. So like, yeah. I'm hoping he's okay. And he's a soft tosser. So man, I, I don't know if you can expect somebody that has started on opening day for Seattle for years, but I would think like we should be maybe thinking he's at least Rich Hill quality, right? I mean, like I, I personally am thinking that that's the bar I'm setting. Yeah, I, I am. I know he's. I, I know he wouldn't be here if that if he hadn't gotten the clean bill health. I am worried about the procedure that he went through. Um, and anything you're talking about nerves and forearms with pitchers are the two words I never, ever, ever want to hear. And there's just not a lot of track record. If there's anybody I will be watching closely in spring training, it will be how that situation looks because if he's not and look, he's nothing great, but they haven't done enough to can that they can afford for him to be, have, be a disaster health wise. They cannot. Yeah, I mean the price tag isn't going to hurt them. But here's the thing about Marco Gonzalez. Regardless, I, I think Jim. Just just because this conversation is going to get real long if we stop and tell everybody we're worried about every single one of them. We're worried about every single one of them. Okay, we're worried about every single one of them, and for a certain reason. We, and and I, I just don't even know that we need to rehash it for every single one of them. There's only three pitchers that I feel sure are going to be in this rotation, and that is Marco Gonzalez, Martin Perez, and Mitch Keller. Those three. Marco Gonzalez has an option in 2025, and it's for $15 million. I don't see the Pirates exercising that. Maybe even if he looks like Sandy Koufax. So like now $15 million would be very reasonable for somebody that pitched like Sandy Koufax, but he's probably not going to. So the likelihood of him finishing this season, we've already kind of discussed is maybe a little iffy and finishing it as a pirate, maybe iffier still. We'll see. Martin Perez. I'm more excited about him than Marco Gonzalez. At least I, I think he has a pretty decent track record. I'm not all that concerned about him getting put in the bullpen last year for the Rangers. The Rangers were stacked. Yeah. And I don't think he pitched all that awful to get put in the bullpen. I think it was just a numbers game, really. So at least I, I feel like they have three pitchers right now that I feel reasonably certain should be able to give them some decent innings from the jump. That they have three. Um, We're going to talk can, about the others. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I can only assume there is something trade works still in the works, and for whatever. Well, they reason, said as much. Yes, for whatever reason, th- this market has been so weird. I saw this stat the other day, Gary from our buddy Ed Hand, who does the Boston Red Sox stuff. Yeah. 
and he had said uh, he had he had gotten the numbers from somewhere, something like still like seventy three percent of the available free agents of uh, you know to start the year were still available. Yeah, it's so a very slow market. You know that lets you know that man, things are just really, really taking a long time. There's a lot of teams that I think just necess- aren't necessarily sure what they're doing. There's a lot of teams too that I think the league has kind of ignored have been retooling. And uh, they're all kind of in that same gray area where the Pirates are right now where we've got a bunch of kids. We're just about ready here. But I don't know if I want to stick my entire leg in the water because man, look what's happening over in LA and look what's happening. Over here. Yeah. And even the Yankees just signed their first major league free agent today. That t- the reliever from Miami who yeah. might not even make their team. If you don't think things are a little weird right now, that gives you an indication. And by the way, they're threatening to string everybody up there and they still hadn't done anything. And it just lets you know that there are some real choppy waters right now around Major League Baseball. So then you got pitchers like the Pirates have to make room for. And I, I think we're we're both in agreement they're gonna they're gonna get another one one way or another. They're either gonna sign one or they're gonna trade for one. There are some rumors out there. We'll see how they play out. There's a little bit of time, 38, 38 days, I think, till pitchers and catchers report. Two guys they have to make major decisions on, and they're super important decisions. They really are. Bailey Falter, uh, he's you know a free agent. I mean, he he has one more year here, basically. <laughs> no yeah. options, right? Right. You have to make a decision on him. Are we DFAing him, or are we keeping him around? If you're keeping him around, what are you keeping him around for? Does he go in the rotation? I don't know, man. I don't know if I can justify that. I don't know how much they like him. I know Ben Charrington brought him up unsolicited the other day. I'm confused by that. I don't, I didn't see anything that made me stand up and take notice. Really? Rwanda Contreras is another one. No more options. What do you do? We have no idea what's going on with Rwanda Contreras. I haven't heard one report for all I know. He could just pop up as a DFA. Yeah, um, Rowanzi's really, really worrying me because I think if you, if there were if there was good news, you would hear it. I think you would. And so here we are. What'd you say? Thirty eight days away from pitchers and catchers. Yeah, man. If Rowanzi Contreras was killing it and and looked great, Gary, we we would be hearing it. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, uh, Falter does nothing for me. No offense. He's probably a nice guy. If he's in your rotation to start the year, then something's gone wrong. And Rowanzi at this point, I hope he turns around. I'm just not, I just can't sit there and expect anything. Right. And I think uh, there's two more that are probably really in this competition for the, that fifth rotation spot, and that's Quinn Priester. And uh, Luis Ortiz. And uh, Luis Ortiz 
I was kind of surprised, Jim. I looked at, at how many innings he actually gave the Pirates last year. I didn't really recognize it at the time. He gave, he gave 86 innings and, and a 478 ERA, which is better than I felt like I watched. Um, he's probably your leader in the clubhouse. If you really think about it for that fifth starting position, if it, 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 you know, if you take all the option drama aside and you, and you remove all that stuff and just make it about who wins the job. You have to feel like he's in a good spot to at least take that shot. Quinn Priester, probably not so much, you know, 50 innings, which, you know, thank you, Quinn, because I don't think that you were expected to give that last year and a 774 ERA. Luis Ortiz, one other note I wanted to, to point out, just a lot's been made of that velocity drop with him. And I just think that we should point out he, he really pitched a lot more innings than I think they were expecting last year. And right. even right now in winter ball, he looks like crap. Uh, I think he's done actually now, but he looked like crap. And I just got to say, all they're doing is stretching him out, really. <laughs> like, it, I don't think they're expecting anything out of him except for just throwing those innings, getting his arm stretched a little more, come back to spring ready. So... I yeah, I, I'm just uh, first thing with uh, Priester is is I I don't think they're gonna force him back into anything unless they really do feel like he's he's ready ready. I, right. I I think you're at that stage of his development that you don't have to be there just yet. You know there there will be there will be a time where they just have to say okay listen, you're either just, you're going to sink or swim. I just don't think they're at that point. And why would yeah. they be? He's not, he's not at that stage development and age wise. I think you're right. Luis Ortiz to me is the guy that just based on sheer talent at this stage is the guy that I think would easily have the inside track. I think he's the one who's done the most with his time. I would say. He still does have some things he has to work on for sure. But I don't know how this team could have a guy like Rowanzi even look close to winning that position and, and risk losing him because <laughs> you have yeah. this guy until 2029. If he works out, I, and last year, my God, we all had him as a piece, right? So yeah. whatever's happened to him, that to me is the biggest question entering spring here. I mean, I know some people are still dreaming that Paul Skeens is just going to blow everybody away in spring and come north, but that ain't happening. Rowanzi Contreras is a guy that I think changes the perception of this whole thing if he comes back looking like Rowanzi Contreras. He's certainly the biggest mystery to me out of all the things we talk about with why don't guys work out and why don't they develop and whatever – he showed up re really kind of ready and polished, um, especially for a young pitcher. And then I, I, to me, it's, it's the hardest one to figure out. Um, I will say this as, as I sit here and I, we've talked about Ortiz and how, he, how he, he might be the guy that you're trying to count on more than anything. Yeah, 86 innings pitched. But Gary, fifty nine Ks and forty eight walks. Yeah, my my Definitely goodness, got warts, that's, man. That's scary. That's Definitely. scary. Definitely. So that's but that's where they're at right now. I mean, those are damn near Dylan Cease numbers. 
<laughs> I, no, I mean, like, in all sincerity, man, like, there, I'm not sitting here telling you, like, oh, yeah, be super excited. I'm telling you, like, they're going to leave a spot open for a kid, and they need to. Because you have oh. to start you have to start working through these guys. Can't all pitch in AAA. Some of them, it's not even an option, literally. So you're going to have to work through some of them. And I guess my question is, even though they're already on the record saying they want to get another pitcher, and they've even gone so far as to say they had some deals they could have taken, I wonder if they'll change their mind. <laughs> you know, I wonder because- if they'll go, oh, maybe we need two slots for these kids, you know, something along those lines, because that's a lot to work through. It really is. That's a lot of people that could push their way on that. Quite honestly, they're probably more talented than some of what they could bring in. Mm -hmm. Maybe part of it is too. They're, they're waiting to see what happens with the rest of the market and seeing what's available. Once you get another month into this thing, and yeah. and maybe a deal becomes available or a guy is willing to take another year deal just to um approve it deal and maybe yeah. something where maybe something comes up there too and i saw graves is on here and graves first of all glad to have you on the chat so she says yeah. uh, no no video or chatter on henry davis either should we be concerned I actually did see some and I'll try to dig it up for you. Um, Graves and I'll send it. I'll, I'll, I'll retweet it or something if I can find it. Um, but that's where I saw it. It was on Twitter and it came from one of the, uh, one of those driveline type places where he's working out. Oh, and yeah. Catching. So I did, I saw some actual video of him catching. Honestly, he looked a lot sturdier than normal uh, in his stance, which actually impressed me a little bit. Still on one knee. Enjoy that. Everybody who hates that. But <laughs> like um, me, well, it's a pirates thing. They're they're coaching it clearly. So I know it is what it is. Um, I know. So i I think uh, I think that part's okay as far as the hitting goes. Uh, I think he just needs reps, man. Like I, I think his bat will eventually catch up in the majors. I think this year, good chance it will. He should be a little bit further removed from having all his hand issues too that he had. Um, you know, yeah. the season before and early on in the season. So I think he should be in a good place. Big question well, with him is about can he catch in the bigs? Are they going to let him? Yeah, he's another guy in string training. Boy, is it going to be interesting to see him both behind the plate and yeah. and at the plate. And uh, I'm already sitting here thinking about kind of when we get to the point where we're in spring training or getting closer to opening day aren't our predictions and projections going to be interesting this year yeah man I, I mean like dude think about henry davis where do you where do you start with that o'neill cruz like, I don't know. like there, it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting to hear everybody's thoughts because even i sit here and i'm like man how do i how do i how do i start trying to sort that out there's there's something that i want to get people thinking about as we end the show because i think it's going to be a topic next week i think some of the most attractive starting pitcher out there available for trade or at least supposedly available for trade are going to go to teams that are looking for major league talent 
I heard this brought up on North Shore 9 too the other day, but I was already thinking about this. We talked about it to a degree. We talked about who's valuable too. I think we kind of need to come up with a little list of who we would be willing to float if it came to getting that number two that we have to have, right? And and do you do it if you're not going to bother locking up Mitch? Because you're going to have to start over in another way anyway, right? You may yeah. need that picture later a little more than you need it now. So let's come up with a list of major league property that we're okay moving. It has to be, be something that wouldn't kill the team, right? Got to be major league property. Yep, major league property. Because we have a lot of prospects. But I think a lot of the teams that are trying to sell pitching right now, they don't need prospects. They need surefire hitters. Yep. So we're going to have to think about it a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. And I want to hear people's thoughts on it too. And hey, starting pitching, look around the league, man. They're becoming more and more valuable. Less and less guys are doing it to the standards of close to the standards of what it used to mean to be a starting pitcher. And if you're decent yeah. at it, hey, Gary, it's a good time to be a starting pitcher that's decent right now. Sure is. So bring it next week. Bring it to us in the comments. Bring it to us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, we will uh, definitely be talking about that a little bit next week and hopefully with a guest. Um, although we have a pretty poor track record of giving people COVID. So let's, <laughs> I think he's the second or one. third person that's dropped on us because of that. So we'll, we'll work it out, brother. Uh, but that's all I got for this week. How about you? No, man, I'm good. I'll see you at Pirates Fest, and I'm sure we'll talk about it afterwards and have something for people to people to sink their teeth into. Yeah, it'll be a good time. All right, everybody, let's end the show the way we always do. Let's toss it off to Ben, and I'll do it for you guys on video. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks!